0: say about like the whole uh, Kaepernick with uh, business or whatever?
1: So one of the things that's been brought up about Cap, like doing the Nike shoe deal and keeping a, lo- a big profile and everything, is people basically saying that like, oh, he's a hack or he really doesn't care about the you know, movement or he's not speaking on this Take thing, the- doing that thing. Um, to, <laughs> me, to, me, to me, I'm just like, look, first, of, first and foremost, he made himself a target of white supremacy. White supremacy, oh, yeah. white supremacy by the police, white supremacy by you know, the legal system, white supremacy in the NFL, you know, in the general public, everywhere. I want him to have as much money so that way he can have as much security as he needs to feel safe wherever he goes.
0: Well, also it goes into the thing where it's like, dude needs to make a living.
1: Like, it's like, do you expect people to do this shit for free? Like, It costs money to travel here and there and to be, you know, to spend hours you know, saying at these at these things, it's the same thing people bring up about Sean King. Now, yeah. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to say that Sean King hasn't done some sketchy stuff. But at the same time, it's like our whole infrastructure of this system requires you in order to make a good living to live comfortably. You have to be looking to monetize and generate profit off of every aspect of your life, of your yeah. actions. And so if your thing is doing social justice and it's like, look, you're good at it. You're good at bringing attention to this and sourcing information and motivating people to do just causes. Why should you not be rewarded for that? That is a talent and skill in and of itself. You know, and some people just expect them to just be like, oh, just take on volunteer. Like, you know how hard it is to get people who just volunteer for shit and really are dedicated to something twenty-four-seven. is exceptionally rare. Yeah. I mean, money talks bullshit walks. Yeah, exactly. People don't just operate off of ideology or blind passion. We operate off of incentives and punishments. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people don't want to embrace that. They think that, oh, we'll just randomly get enough motherfuckers to care about this shit if we word things the right way or if we, you know, kind of mold their minds into their hearts into believing, looking at things a certain way. Which is like, look, I'm not mad at you. You hustle and do your thing. But it's like you're not going to be as effective as you think because you're not willing to meet people halfway and speak to their visceral needs not just the theoretical needs yeah. it's like yeah we all want you know medi- you know i I, you know, I personally want medicare for all i want p- people to be able to walk into any hospital and get whatever it is they need um yeah. fortunately that's not the reality i live in so i'm still paying for my health insurance because i'm getting older and i need to be able to keep up on my health yeah you know um but 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 like with the kaepernick and shit with the kaepernick thing like the criticism has been like oh you know why did he get a nike deal and shit like that and you know oh don't believe the don't believe the nfl and roger goodell and saying that they support black lives matter and and saying they were wrong. i was like look dude this is a victory in the cultural sphere we are miles behind in a game of inches you know what i'm saying so we have to fight for every fucking inch we can get and so we have a we have an international celebrity who promotes anti-racism you know what i'm saying And, and and intersectional solidarity with with people of all different identities right He's, he's making good money. He also has one of the biggest fucking companies, not just a shoe company, but companies in the fucking world who's standing him and signing him checks, right? And keeping his, and keeping his name and profile, keeping it a high priority in the, in the discourse, right? Yeah, well, and I the, think, it, yeah, yes. go
0: ahead. Well, I was going to say, much like how people are like, oh, why did he sign a shoe to us like that? It's, I feel like there's some of these people, you know, um, I, I want to say not everyone, but there's like, some woke white people and, and some black people that be like, why is he doing this? That aren't happy with victories because they like the fact of struggling.
1: Like, yes, yes, so, there is a fetishization they, of struggle.
0: Yeah, they don't want to win. They want to constantly fight. And I don't mean to say they as like a certain type, but it's like woke white people, certain black people, certain LGBT people. There's these certain people in these big groups that want to continuously fight and will not take any victory, you could say there's equality Mm -hmm. across the board and they would be like, oh, no, you're just handing us this shit. You really don't mean
1: it. I I do think there is, I do think there is an element of that. Speaking of which, did you happen to watch that video I did, the recent one about fetishization of martyrdom?
0: Yes, yes, very good.
1: Um, But I kind of touch on this very thing in that video, right? Yeah. Where people expect, where we, once again, we like the spectacle of seeing somebody sacrifice themselves or having to struggle, having to overcome, because we, we like underdog stories. What people don't do is we don't follow up on the underdog stories. Yep. We just like to think like, oh, you know, they struggled hard and that, yeah, you know, they were able to overcome the odds and shit because it's a nice thought. It's a nice thought to, that, that everybody who tries to overcome the odds which they find themselves uh, pinned against uh, happen to overcome them. But that's not the case. Yeah. You know, it's often not the case, and you know, to to me, that's just, to me, I kind of look at that as partly like, you know, just kind of general laziness of people, of just diffusion of responsibility, of just thinking like, oh, somebody else will take care of the hard work, somebody else will take care of the dirty work of making sure certain things get followed through on, and it's like, no, that's 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 not how it works. You have to, we all have to be proactive in whatever ways we can, and and find a way to preserve our life, because if we're not around, because there's nobody else in the world who's going to be 100% like you, so if you're not around to keep your values and fight your fight and your struggle and keep that shit up, then there's literally not going to be anybody else, because it's literally impossible. So I do think that, like, and of course there's a fine line, right, because sometimes you do get enough money and become so detached from what's going on with, with people that when they do propose actual changes that are needed, um, you get really defensive and say, no, these people didn't deserve it. I'm where I am because I earned it. And, and, you know, they should have to fight more and come up the way I did. But you're not acknowledging the fact that you have to come up with a fucked up system by fucking over other people. Yeah. You know, so that was my whole thing with, with like Cap and just thinking about like martyrdom and like the thing that you said, that there is a faction of people whom even if we gave them universal basic income, even if we gave them stuff, even if we gave this shit they would still, because to me there's a difference between social progressivism and people who really are just not satisfied. Yeah. You know, like people who are into social progress, want social progressivism, we'll, we recognize the fact that, yeah, that things have moved better in certain degrees and we still have work to be done and that there are other groups of people who are still you know, very much behind in this struggle. And then there yeah. are people who are bitching whom, no matter what changes are made, it's never enough. They can't even acknowledge the progress that has been made. Because yeah. it isn't about actually getting shit done; it's about just fucking whining. Yep. You know, so I do. So yes, yeah, so I do acknowledge that there's definitely that faction there of people who aren't aspirational. They are. I don't know what the exact opposite word with this would be, but they're the opposite of aspirational. They they glamorize struggle.
0: Yeah. With, with with no success.
1: Well, I wouldn't say that they have no success. What I would say is that they don't know. They're sore winners. Yes. Yes. They, that, that even that. when they do get some of the stuff that they want they just continue to bitch about like, uh, oh, but it isn't this thing, it isn't that thing, it isn't blah 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 blah.
0: You well, know What's the same with like, you know, like say the kid who passes like high school who like passes the eleventh grade and he made like B's and parents are like, Why the fuck did you make A's? That's like uh you know, going into like, you know, uh social celebrities or social justice uh athletes. Mm-hmm. Is Bubba Wallace, uh I do familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, NASCAR ordeal. So the reason why Outside of social justice, why I why, like Bubba Wallace. I'm not even a huge NASCAR dude, but I'm in the South. I'm around it. Yeah. Um, is that one from being a young adult? He is one of the people that I connect with. He's not your average redneck NASCAR driver. You know, mm-hmm. he's country aspect, much like I like a country singer named Kane Brown. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Kane Brown. I'm not. Uh, he, he's a country singer. He's mixed, uh, raised by his white mom in the trailer park. Uh, mm-hmm. really did to come up, but if you look him up and you'll see like all the aspects I'm talking about, yeah, uh, but uh, he's calling Bubba Wallace to where country wise I connected to him because mm-hmm. similar interests, similar come up you know uh age wise you know stuff like that, so Bubba Wallace is that the reason I liked him is or still do is that you know he likes metal music, he warms up to stuff like Rob Zombie, you know. Or it's like the death horse of that, I like, uh, he plays drums. So I connect to him as a young adult, as a young man. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it's very cool that he is. I don't think it's cool that he's the only black driver. I wish there were more black drivers. Um, and mm-hmm. that, but I do think it's, it's cool to, to see someone I connect with that's more like a person on my level in NASCAR. Um, yeah. and I do like the fact that Richard Petty, who is from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Randleman, North Carolina, which is, you know, 30 minutes from Greensboro, backs Bubba Wallace 100%. Yeah. So
1: it's
0: one of the things I could connect with and how NASCAR mm-hmm. backed him when they found the noose in his locker room. Yeah. Uh, room, but, you know, car area thing. Um, mm-hmm. is that how they all backed him, which I really like. And the fact that Bubba still stays positive with it, didn't lash out. He didn't do anything. He just says, racism has to end, and he did a Black Lives Matter car. You know, pissed off a lot of people, which is the same way for Kaepernick taking a knee, yeah. which is folks like stupid, because all this is a car, you know? Um, but it's the fact that he is, he's not lashing out because, one, the company, unlike the NFL, the company, NASCAR, backed him. And it was like...
1: I no. mean, yeah, they were the, I mean, they were the ones that, because one of the things my friends pointed out to me was that I thought it was Bubba who, I thought it was like a Jesse Smollett situation, honestly. Which is why I wasn't saying so much about it. and then he pointed that. out to me, and then he pointed out to me because well, the thing is I didn't know, like like you know I had the yeah. same level of skepticism towards some of this shit, and Jesse was definitely full of it. but but then my friend clarified to me, he was like, "Oh, NASCAR was the one who t- informed Bubba about it. Yeah. He was like, so it was, so it yeah. wasn't him being like, "Oh, you know, this fucking shit was in my thing. It was NASCAR I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, we found this thing." So yeah. I was like, fuck. yeah well, because the,
0: the actual NASCAR company. I'm gonna say it's much like insane clown posse. Insane clown posse has come out and said they hate a majority of their fans. They said half their fan base they do not agree with, right? <laughs> they, but, but insane clown posse as people are actually wonderful human beings. They donate. Yeah. They do biggest toys for tots Tribe, They bought all their moms houses. They are wonderful. Yeah. Much like NASCAR as a company is actually a lot of people don't want to believe this is a very progressive company and has always been a very progressive company. One, because NASCAR was founded by bootlegging. So mm-hmm. by fuck the cops, essentially, running their liquor. So when they start, that's very progressive. Uh, You know, especially during the Prohibition era, that was a progressive thing, getting out of the Prohibition. With them now, you know, people are very shocked that they support LGBT rights. They banned the Confederate
1: flag. They backed Bubba. And I'm like, how the fuck are you surprised? I, Dude, I was surprised because when you don't really care about something, then you just go off the superficial elements. Like if you don't really know a music scene, right? Yeah. Then you go, or a musical artist, then you judge them based off of their fan base, because that's the yeah. thing that you're more likely to have contact with. If not, the, if not, instead of the, the content itself, you know? So that's it's like, because the thing is, I was somebody who was surprised um, that they wanted to ban the Confederate flag. I was like, wait a minute, y'all trying to lose your whole fucking industry? Like your whole base? I was like, why would y'all do that? I was like, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess the difference between what, what I went back and saying, like how in St. Cloud, says they do not support half their base, mm-hmm. right? NASCAR hasn't come out and said it. Well, mm-hmm. I feel like the
1: same thing with NASCAR. Half their fans,
0: mm-hmm. they are very progressive, you know. Um, yeah,
1: they just not. They just don't. Uh, they just don't say it. Yeah, they just don't say it. So
0: when it goes back to how you know the my job was like, I don't work there anymore. But I worked at a bar at a Prohibition Museum, right? Mm-hmm. So our people. Are talking about how NASCAR, how they're all shocked that they support Bubba Wallace, how they put out the LGBT flag. I was like, dude, NASCAR got started from running from the cops because they hated the law. Like, how are they shocked now? But you know the fact that they all supported Bubba. Um, how Richard Petty came out and said this one as a young man. Uh, well, I'm getting all this shit, but you know, <laughs> as as a young adult in the society. I like, the reason I like Bob Wallace is like, so I connect with him on a lot of levels, but it's one of the things where he's bringing some youth to a sport mm. that wasn't there. And I think NASCAR, yes. and NASCAR for years has actually been trying to go a more family-friendly route, actually. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to change their fan base a lot. Yeah. they they If, if you actually read up on the history of what they've been canceling, They've been trying to do a lot more positive things to where they want to expand their audience. That's why they made a deal with Monster. You know, say what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the douchebag Monster bro. But <laughs> NASCAR's eyes, they said, Monster will bring us a younger crowd. You know, it's a start. You know, and so that's how like people, you know, definitely read up on like the shit like NASCAR is used to. They're like, there's someone that like, you know, that's very proud of Bubble right now.
1: Yeah. I mean that's I mean that's interesting. And the to touch on the point that you made about like um, them being outlaws and whatnot is one thing is that a lot of people may not even know the history of NASCAR, how it started. And then also you gotta remember that you could be forgiven for thinking that, you know, white people who happen to be running from the cops and wanna live a more economically liberal existence, making money the way that they want to, may not necessarily be on board with some of the more social liberal socially liberal, yeah. you know, things. Like, I'm sure there's some bootleggers who, bootleggers, bootleggers, bootleggers <laughs> but bootleggers, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm sure that there are plenty of whom, you know what I'm saying, are open-minded and open to that shit. I'm sure that many of them were just as regressive and narrow-minded as many of their peers who were more law-abiding. Oh, yeah, probably more like You know, but, but, how, but however, but however, I do get what you're, I do know what you're getting at in that strain of, Man, fuck what fuck what the general public wants, or sometimes the general public wants bullshit, so we have to go move we have to move around them. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's and the thing is it's just one of those things where it can go in a really socially reactionary way, it can go in a really socially progressive way. And so whether or not the people who own it or the people who really know the history of it are the ones that are, you know, also uh uh supporting this move and shit, it's 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 good to see. And I talked about this on an interview I did with one of my other friends podcast because they were asking me like, oh, how do you feel about all these companies that are doing like Black Lives Matter and saying they support this, blah, 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 blah. And they were like, do you think it's real or you think it's fake or you think it's going to really be anything? And I was like, look, to me, I don't give a fuck what's in, some, in this in these situations, in these times. What's in somebody's heart doesn't fucking matter because we're talking about the impact on people's lives of the disparity and generational wealth. About the disparity in education, about the disparity in owning property, about the disparity in you know saying uh, uh, getting ac- you know getting having access to, to certain services and goods and everything, all that shit. So I don't give a fuck about what's in somebody's heart. I want you to if stop gatekeeping or stop keeping me from having access to these things, and to also legit and also recognize my complaint and my story as legitimate. And so when you see like, so when you see everybody from like Ben and Jerry's who have been down for the cause, you know, they've always been down for the cause and shit too, and if the, to the NFL and Roger Goodell, whom I don't really think they mean it, but they recognize the way in which the wind is blowing. They see that culture, they say that they see that when it comes to the cultural war, that the social progressives are now starting to really flex and get, a, and get loud and they're starting to overwhelm because there's really more of us. There's, there's been more people who were socially progressive. It's just that they were scared to speak up. Because they tend not to be as extreme as the reactionaries.
0: No, well, I was gonna say. I think it's one of those things too. Where it's like, do you think they really mean it? Who gives a shit, dude? They're setting. They're shedding light on your movement.
1: Yes, exactly. Like I don't give a. I, yeah, I don't give a fuck. You know, I don't. I don't give a fuck. I want people to. This is. This is not a situation in which the intent of a person's heart really matters. Because what we're talking about is material. We're talking about material disparity. Yeah. The the disparity in material goods, the dispa- education is a material wealth, in of itself is a material access to good clean food and water and housing is a material. We're talking well, also, about that shit, so it, so it doesn't matter what's in somebody's heart. Well, also hear me out,
0: it's free advertising. I'm oh a, yeah,
1: of course, absolutely. But, I mean, it's it's
0: uh, you know free advertising.
1: Oh yeah, and the thing is, I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at um at them, you know, wanting to use good marketing. It's just that when we, because that's the thing, that's what we want. If they, if if their, if their effect on communities is in part based on what they include in their ad campaigns, whom they include as their uh, spoke, their role, other, uh, uh, their spokespersons and representatives for the company, or whose images they put on the products associated with the services and everything, that is broadcasting a certain message, and it's sure. showing to other people, just as you said, good advertising that hey, you are welcome, we welcome your business here. Yep. We're not going to be like that local mom and pop shop where you're not sure if you can go there and not be harassed. Everybody is welcome at our fucking, you know, saying eatery or retail shop. And if you have any problems, let us know because we're all about making you happy, whoever you are.
0: You know, well, that's like, you know, there's a bar in Orlando. They, uh, they made a post. They made a post about how they're supporting Black Lives Matter. And everybody's uh, welcome. And then some people start saying, well, one of your owners will stand next to a Trump picture, like Trump signed like a year ago or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like all they retells is sexual harassment there, yada yada yada. Someone point, but whereas like one the picture was a year ago, it goes to the sexual harassment's all hearsay because they've even been open about like okay, first of all, the person's not even there anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. You know
0: what do you want them to do about it? And they're like the fact that they said anyone's welcome here, mm-hmm. you know. Why are you trying to... It's, it's the same thing we talk about success. Mm-hmm. How... What was the term you use? Not fear of success, but... So
1: not being aspirational. Yeah.
0: Where it's like, dude, this company just made a statement. Saying, mm-hmm. like, we welcome you of any color, any creed. We will take you. We support Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. But now you're just trying to tear them down. So that if you try to tear down this company, or any business at all, hypothetically, that's not even the one in Orlando, why the fuck should they support you anymore?
1: Yes, exactly. Because the thing is, is that like I'm not gonna go out there try to express solidarity or do something, and then somebody comes up and be like, "You're doing it wrong." You know, like with that whole black square thing. The black square thing was a is a good example of this shit. Because you know, within a matter of hours, you had, cause, cause all cause just just a, just a reminder to people whoever happened to be listening, whoever happened to catch this shit, is black lives matter is a decentralized movement. Antifa is a decentralized movement anarchist and anti-capitalist and, and and whatnot they are decentralized movements anybody can get up and declare themselves to it's it, it's just a set of ideas and practices and you adhere to them to the degree in which you want to but anybody who wants to can associate themselves with any of these movements you don't need a fucking membership card or, or pay dues or any of that shit but it's like but one of the one of the trade-offs to that One of the negative things that happens to that is you have every other motherfucker telling you what's the right and wrong way to move. So while at the beginning people are like, yeah, do a black square because this is going to be a good way to help other people, you know, black people promote their shit. So it doesn't, so your stuff isn't blocking out the feed. But it's like, no, you don't, it's like, no, but one of the things that they quickly realized is that like, oh wait, dumbasses, it's like the algorithm is still working. So the people who still get traffic and shit, it's still going to be filling up people's feeds, but with black squares and they're not going to see shit anyway. So then the move was, oh, you know, take it down and everything It's fucking up the algorithm. But Uh, then, but, but then I say that again,
0: The hashtag of black lives matter.
1: Yeah. And then the, and then the thing that people, and then the thing is people started taking it to another level where they were like, well, because they were trying to tell people that weren't putting up the square, like, oh, your silence is, you know what I'm saying? Speaking values. And I think I posted like something like that. It didn't have to relate to that. It was something else, but, but. But then people were posting stuff like, oh, if you didn't post a black square, if you didn't say anything, then that's a problem and it shows how you feel. And then if people did post it, they're just like, oh, you know, this is just superficial. This is just performative, blah, 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 blah. You don't really care and shit. So it's just like, dude, you're not giving people an out. You're not giving away pe- for people whom, who want to participate and show any sense of uh, semblance of solidarity. You're not giving them a means of actually participating in this shit. You're just yep. setting up parameters for which they need to obey you. And you're not going to gain empathy that way. You're not going to gain support that way. By forcing people, by telling people, especially grown-ass other people with their own understandings of shit, to, no, you need to just shut up and listen to me.
0: Well, dude, that's like, you know, there's this tattoo shop in North Carolina, right? They posted that they supported Black Lives Matter. They got a lot of backlash. It's like, you know well uh, hired a fucking proud boy, stuff like that, and then it was a to where one of their artists used to be, like, he went down, like, a dark path, you know, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't, he didn't say a lot of racial things, but he followed a bunch of stuff, and he followed ideas, but he eventually came out, he's like, you know, I was just in a dark place, in my life I was sad. I was depressed, my anger is mm-hmm. wrong, and I'm sorry, you know? Yeah. Okay, good for you, you know, but then people come on like, digging it back up, and then, mm-hmm. so then, the guy was like, dude, what more do you want me to do?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, I admitted my mistakes, I admitted my wrongness.
1: Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Fore deals, stuff like that. But then there was another person to where they're like, you know, this person this shop doesn't show black culture because on their Instagram there's not a lot of black skin tones that get tattooed and if I mm-hmm. guy popped up and said, Look, I'm a black tattoo artist, a lot of black people just don't get tattooed as much as white people do. He's yeah. like he's like he's like it's not about the skin tone. Oh he goes can I pick and choose what pictures goes up there? And it goes one, if mm-hmm. the piece is done on the black person looks good, it gets posted. Much mm-hmm. like a white person, an Asian person, a Mexican person, that looks good, it gets posted. But mm-hmm. they're like, you know what, what the fuck? Like, that nah, first of all, it's a dumb fucking argument. You know, mm-hmm. why should this business, after they got attacked by people, mind you? Maybe two black people, all and the other ten are like white woke motherfuckers, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, why should this business support Black Lives Matter after this? Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And beyond you know, that, I don't say it, but it's, you know, I just want to say it, it's like, if you're a business owner, it did you more harm.
1: Right. Yeah. No, yeah. no, absolutely. The thing is, no, I absolutely agree. And this is why, you know, I don't like the way that people are, some people are. Because one of the most frustrating things that I hear is that, you know, you'll have some of these activists who are just like, oh, if a person of a particular, if you don't belong to a certain identity, then you're not supposed to speak on an issue. It's like, no, this isn't helping that. This isn't helping anybody. What I want to happen is everybody who is not black and operates in places where there aren't a lot of black people and they want to know something. I'm like, holy shit, this is an opportunity to help seed, plant the seed of greater understanding to people, even when I'm not around. The last thing I want you to do is just shut the fuck up. I want us to have a dialogue and understand so that way you can pass along this information and in a way that I think is most productive for everybody.
0: Opening your mind and expanding for learning.
1: Yeah, you know, and a lot of motherfuckers who are like black actors, and it's like, look, it's like, look, we understand, I understand, and people that, don't, that may not know, I am a black man. There's plenty of information and stories that I've heard and stuff that I know growing up. And, and learning that that was never included in textbooks like Juneteenth. This is the first time I've ever known of non-black people acknowledging or knowing about Juneteenth.
0: But it also explains to people exactly what that is, because
1: I still don't know what the fuck it is. So Juneteenth is the actual day that slaves were released, because in some parts, even after the Civil War was won, the slaves were not told. And that I didn't know. But yeah. Yeah. So so Juneteenth is celebrating like the actual like the non-official day in which slaves were free and whatnot.
0: So was that like a day or a month? Uh,
1: I mean, of course, all this stuff didn't happen on one day, but for whatever reason, for whatever reason, the 19th of June is the day in which we recognize that.
0: Surprised me how it just, I'll, I'll, I'll say randomly
1: just showed up. Well, no, it's not that it randomly showed up. It's that it's on the bed. It's on the, it's right in the back of all these other things that are going on. Right. Because George Floyd was murdered on May 25th, and that's when it sparked all this other shit and whatnot. But there had already been waves of people talking about police brutality and anti-Black racism and acknowledging more Black people all around. So, you know, it's not to say, it's not like, oh, it was completely random, but I was not expecting something that is considered more, this isn't even something that's acknowledged in a lot of mainstream Black media or Black circles, even if it's known about. So it's not even something that's really much promoted. Within like, the community.
0: I was like, I never heard of that. I never heard of the Tulsa race, riot, race riots. Yeah. Um, there's also, I never heard of that, one, as someone who loves history like myself, mm-hmm. I loved hearing about it. Not, of course, like, loving that it happened. Right. You know, I like knowledge. I like learning. I like expanding my thoughts. But knowing that it happened, I was like, wow, man, I would like to know more about this, especially like Tulsa race riots and stuff like that. But yeah, it's one of those things to where, you know, it's just, I, I can, I don't really know where I'm going with it. I guess I can appreciate
1: mm-hmm.
0: it coming to, to light. I don't want to make it sound like, oh, I'm happy that it's, you know, happened.
1: But right, no, of course, yeah.
0: Where, like, you know, me who loves history, I'm like, wow, that's, blows my mind, you know. Yeah, or, yeah. I appreciate that I know this history that happened, you yeah. know. Going back to, you know, like even the Nazi culture of Germany, where it talks about, you know, the wars like that. There's a lot of stuff that I find very interesting that happened. that I'm not like, oh, I'm glad this happened, but it's like,
1: no, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, it's just fast. It, no, it's just fascinating to know. But then, it, you know, but same thing. It's just like, wow, to see something that was very, to see something that was considered underground or very niche all of a sudden be recognized in the mainstream across the world um, was well, nothing short of amazing. And I love that because it's, it's just further helping to uh, you know, profile the things that have gone through and, and giving more details about our story and the understanding of why we have been fucked up for so long across the board to see how all the different games that have been played, and all the nefarious bullshit that has been played, even with our freedom.